I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is going to teach you how to get the most out of your fresh produce and save some money along the way. I chat to Angie Schneider from the blog Schneider Peeps. Angie has been growing and preserving food for more than 25 years and lives on a 1.5 acre homestead with her family on the Gulf Coast of Texas. She loves helping others discover the joy of gardening, preserving food and living a more simple life. She shares her own journey of simple living on her blog, Schneider Peeps, and encourages others to live their own version of the simple life. She is also the author of The Ultimate Guide to Preserving Vegetables. Angie shares so many wonderful tips and tricks in this episode, including what to do with the odds and ends of your vegetables to give them a second life and how to freeze vegetables properly. This week's recipe of the week is my creamy vegetable pasta bake. This pasta bake is the ultimate comfort food. Cheesy, creamy, carby, all of the good things. Plus, there's plenty of veggies hidden in between, so you can feel really good about eating this. Um, one other thing is that it's really versatile. So I've found, actually, when I was taking the photos for this pasta bake, I have been struggling to get my hands on any penne pasta, any pasta really, in our supermarkets, but I definitely haven't been able to find penne pasta, but I found spirals, so I use spirals instead. Um, You could also use different mixes of cheeses, whatever veggies you have on hand, so you have full license to play around with this recipe. Get the recipe along with all of the links we discuss in today's episode at cookitrealgood.com slash 43. Now, let's dive in. Hi, Angie. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Well, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very excited to have you here and I'm excited for our topic today. But before we jump in, can I get you to share your signature dish with us? Um, I think my signature dish right now is our grapefruit cake, which is a cake similar to a lemon cake, but it's made with ruby red grapefruit instead. And it's delicious. I would never have thought that you could make... (laughs) A cake from grapefruit. <laughs> That's cool. So is it like tart, like in the flavor? It is kind of tart. It's not, it's got a different flavor than lemon. Um, but we grow a lot of citrus here and we have a friend who has an amazing grapefruit tree. So we get a lot of grapefruit during the winter. And so uh, that's just another way to use them that, um, you know, I can take it to events and it's different. You never have to worry about someone else bringing a grapefruit cake. So that's kind of fun. I love it. All right. I'll have to try it. And do you have that recipe on your blog? I do. Yes. All right. We'll put that in the show notes. Mm. All right. I'm very curious now. I do have to try this. <laughs> I do like the, the lemon the tartness that lemons bring to, to baking, mm-hmm. be it like a cake or a slice or something. I do like that. So I, I can sort of, I know it will be different, but I can picture that, that, you know, a little hint of bitterness, but not too much. I like that. The mixture of the savory yeah. and the sweet. I like it. Now today we're going to talk about how to make the most of, I guess, the food that we have, saving money, all the things that really matter right now as we're all staying at home, trying to spend less and, 
also cook with what we have so we don't have to go to the grocery store. Right. And we're specifically going to focus on what we can do with vegetables and how we can sort of get more out of the vegetables that we have. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited about this topic. Let's start off with if we're thinking about vegetables, um, a lot of us just use them in a, in a regular way, like broccoli, we'll just cut off the, the florets and we'll eat those and we won't do anything else with it. Um, but you can actually do more with the rest of the broccoli. So what are some, what are some vegetables that have like a secondary edible part that is different to how we normally would, might use them? Right. So um, broccoli, uh, you can use the stem and the best way to use the stem is to peel it inside as a real creamy texture that tastes just like broccoli. So um, we grow most of our vegetables, but so if you're, if you're, you don't have to grow them, obviously to eat the stem. But um, if you, when you buy a broccoli at the store and you cut off the, the florets and you cook them, then go ahead and just peel just the harder part of that stem. And you'll notice that the inside is white and creamy looking and you can cut that up and saute it or um, put it in a salad. It's really good grated like a carrot in a fresh salad. Um, I like to do that or make a coleslaw with it. Also asparagus is another vegetable that you can do that with. Usually when we cook asparagus, we snap off the more tender top part and we discard the harder bottom part. But you can actually peel that bottom part just with a little paring knife and there's a a white creamy part in there. The thicker the, the asparagus, the more creaminess. If it's a really thin asparagus, it's probably not worth peeling, but some of the really big, thick ones um, are really, really nice. Awesome. And so, sorry, what do you do with the bottoms of the asparagus? So we just we saute it with, yeah, we just saute it with, um, with our regular what we're whatever we're making we just add it to it oh wow all right so again you're just getting more of a life out of it just after you've peeled it you can right. use it in the same fashion as this asparagus yeah right because at least here asparagus is very expensive even in season mm-hmm. and so um you know i like to make whatever i can with it to use it all it does make a really good pesto i've um, cooked it before and um blended it up, put some peppers in there and some garlic and um, made a nice pesto or spread that we use on sandwiches sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good idea of how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So broccoli, asparagus, is there any other vegetables that have second life? (laughs) Yes. Lots of them actually. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So some of the vegetables that you can also eat the leaves too, um, would be, um, snap beans, just your regular green beans. The leaves are edible. Um, broccoli leaves, cauliflower leaves are edible. Okra leaves. Um, let's see corn that, um, you can actually grow corn as, um, as a microgreen in those, those shoots, those leaves are edible. Um, all the squashes have edible leaves, radishes, of course, turnips, carrots, carrot tops make a really good pesto too. And so do radish tops, um, sweet potato leaves and sweet potatoes can be grown inside as a vine. You won't get the bulb, but you'll get the vine and you can harvest the leaves for cooking. Um, 
let's see, pepper. Pepper plants do have edible leaves, but they have to be cooked first. You can't eat them raw. Okay. Let's see. Peas, obviously the onions, the whole stalk of the onion. Um, one thing that we do is when we, um, for instance, we we grow what's called re- what we call repeater onions, and it's just green onions. And we started them from green onions from the grocery store, and we chopped off the greens, and we use those for dinner. And then the bottom part with the little roots on it, we planted. And so we just have a pot that those grow in, and we run outside and we just cut the greens off when we need green um, green onions. And they just so keep regenerating. Have, they just keep regenerating. Sometimes they'll throw, they'll put up a seed stalk and they'll go to seed and those seeds will just drop in the ground and regrow more. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've never thought to replant them because there's a few like that, isn't it? Can you, I think you can regrow celery, can't you? You can. I, we are not celery fans, so I've never tried that. <laughs> it's a, it's one that, I, yeah, you either love it or hate it, I think. Right. So I'm the only one in my family that even likes it. And so it's just not worth it to me. No. Because if I, even if I chop it really tiny and try to sneak it in something, my husband can tell. <laughs> it so has quite a predominant taste, doesn't it? Like, it's so weird. I don't mind it either. But, like, whatever you put it in, you can always seem to taste the celery. Like, whatever it is. <laughs> right. To me, it's like cilantro. You either love yes. it or you hate it. I guess y'all maybe call it coriander there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The leaves. Either you, you know, you either, people, like, either love it or they detest it. There's, yeah. like, no middle No in between. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, uh Carrots, you can do the same with carrots. You can take those carrot tops. What will happen is you won't grow another root. You won't grow another bulb. But what will grow is that those greens. And you can harvest the greens. If you plant it in a garden and let it grow, it will probably send up a flower stalk and grow seed for you. And then you could plant those seeds the next year or the next, you know, time that you would plant uh, carrots. And... Um, you could grow your own crop of carrots. Wow. So, but those are fun experiments for the kids too, especially with, with the carrots. Cause it happens pretty quickly. You just keep them in water and they can, you know, might encourage them to eat some more greens too. <laughs> I like that, that uh, component of it as well. Yeah. That the kids can get involved and see as it, you know, as it's happening, that would be a fun experiment to do at the moment, especially when most of them are at home. Right. I like that. So when you, with all of the, the leaves that you ha- you can mm-hmm. use, what are some things that you can do with those? So um, you said with the peppers, we need to cook them, but the other ones, can they you have, eat them raw? Right. You can. Um, the more mature they are, the less, the, the, um, the more fibrous they're going to be and the, you know, they're, they're not going to be tender. Um, they're going to be a little tougher. So we like to saute most of them. Um, you know, I grew up in the South and in the South of U S you have a green with every dinner of some sort. (laughs) And so that's, that's just our, like what I do It's dinner is not complete unless you have some kind of green. And so, um, we, uh, we will saute them. So my favorite thing to do is to add onion and grated carrots. And it does not matter what green leaves we put in the, in the pot with it. It all tastes good. Uh, when you add onion and grated carrot, mm-hmm. sometimes a little bacon grease is yeah. really good too. Uh, 
and then we will dehydrate some also. So um, we have a dehydrator, but sometimes I just um, hang them upside down. So like if I had a bunch of carrot um, greens at one time and I had plenty of pesto already or I had, and I didn't want to put them, maybe I had already had dinner planned and, and I already had a different green, then I would just dehydrate those. And then I powder them and we use that in smoothies. We use it in, um, in like sprinkle it on eggs or sprinkle it um, in rice, almost like you would do parsley. Yeah. But it's just like this jar of just random mishmash of greens that have been dehydrated and powdered. So I love that. That's a really clever idea. Yeah. And what about like the off cuts that you, you can't use as well? Like, I guess not necessarily like if you're peeling things or like the the peels of onions, do you ever make Mm -hmm. like stock out of those or? We do. So yeah. So all those peelings, um, for the most part, those peelings go into a bag that we keep in the freezer that I keep um, for making chicken broth or beef broth or vegetable broth with. We do have chickens, so sometimes the chickens get them. It just yep. depends on if I have, you know, what the needs are. If my bag is already really full, then I don't don't need. Um, I just give it all to the chickens. So. That's awesome. I am. Um, yeah. I started doing a vegetable scraps bag mm-hmm. a few years ago that I love making stock out of. It's just a way to save money as well, because when I buy like, obviously in Australia, it's in the liters, but I'll just buy like a small bottle of stock uh, from right. the supermarket. And it's like a couple of dollars. And I use that easily in one meal and it's gone. Whereas if I make one from, the vegetable scraps, it's free. <laughs> I can make so much Absolutely. Of it. Right. And free food is always better. <laughs> always. I agree. It t- I so, think it tastes nice because you can control like if you want to put seasoning in it or not. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. Right. And, you know, we use stock like to make rice and of course in our soups or to season pasta. We use it more than just, you know, once a week. And so it really can add that, you know, that one or two dollars really can add up. Absolutely. Any, Any way we can spend less, I'm all for it. Right. And so like I can our, our broth or stock, but you can also freeze it. So yes. do you freeze yours or do you can it? I freeze it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I uh, haven't ventured into canning yet. Yet. Yeah. Well, for stock, you would need a pressure canner. So it is, if you're not, um, if you're not art, if you don't already have a pressure canner, then, um, you know, then freezing, it's probably the best, the best idea. It's good. Freezing, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just easy. Or, I mean, I'll just use it immediately because sometimes if I'm going to make this stock, I'll just think about what meals I want to make with it and just kind of make those up. And then I usually freeze those meals. So if I'm making things like soup or big batches of things, I'll freeze those. But the freezer brings me to my next question about how we can use the freezer to make the most of what we have. So we, we just talked about, yeah, we can freeze the vegetable scraps to make stock. We can freeze the stock or you can freeze meals, but what about freezing the vegetables that we have if we're not going to be able to use them in time? 
Right. So um, one thing I do, and it's um, that I think is very helpful, is I keep what I call a tomato jar in my freezer. And every time we have a little bit of something tomato that's left over, it goes in that jar. So on Friday night pizza night, whatever sauce we have left over goes into that jar. If uh, we cut too many tomatoes for fajitas, the leftover tomatoes go in that jar. And then when the jar is full, we pull it out and we use it to make spaghetti. I love that idea. Yeah. So that has been really good for us. It's almost like getting a free meal. I feel like, um, but if you wanted to actually freeze, um, if you wanted to freeze vegetables that you've, um, purchased before they go bad, there are a couple of things you can do. If you're freezing for the long term, um, say more than a month, then there are some vegetables, most vegetables need to be blanched. The ones that don't need to be blanched would be onions, um, peppers, and anything grated. So like grated um, carrots or grated summer squash doesn't need to be blanched. You can just put those in um, freezer zipper bags and make sure you get all the air out and stick those in the freezer. If you're going to, if you have like a whole bunch of carrots that you want to freeze, you're going to need to blanch those first. And so what blanching is, is just you put it in boiling water, you boil it for, usually it's two or three minutes, you pull it out, you put it in an ice bath of water, you let them cool, and then you pat them dry, and then you package them into Ziploc bags and freeze them. And that will help um, keep them, I don't know if you've ever frozen like carrots, and then when you pull them out, they're just mush and watery, and they're not a very good texture. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. So... Yeah, so what happens is um, blanching them helps break down those enzymes that cause that so that that doesn't happen. So when you pull them out um, of the freezer, you could throw them in soups or you could put them in a stir fry. They're not going to be as good as fresh, um, but they will be better than letting them go bad or not blanching them. That's a good idea. I I don't freeze a lot of my vegetables. I, I do. I try to get my meal plan right so I don't waste anything. Mm-hmm. But on the occasions when I have, I haven't blanched them before and I do know what you're talking about being that mushy. It's just not the right texture. Yeah, it's not. And um, I think that a way around that is, is to freeze them in a way that you could, that maybe you wouldn't use them. So for instance, freeze the carrots great grated, and then use them for baking, or for smoothies, instead of trying to freeze them um, in, in slices and use them for dinner. So just think about how you want to freeze them and then what you could like the easiest way to freeze them and then, then decide what can I use these for? Is that something that I would reasonably use these for in the future? I like that idea as well. Instead of just, you know, doing whatever, it'd be like, okay, if I'm, maybe it will be like, I've seen people freeze onion, celery and carrot dice mm-hmm. in small parts right. to use as a starter for a soup or things like that. Um, right. And I think that's a clever idea because that's obviously how you could use it immediately. You could saute it and in a soup right. that you won't even notice that it was frozen by the end of it. Whereas right. Frozen, Absolutely. 
yeah, in some other way, it probably would would be a little bit more obvious if that was going to be like the highlight of your meal, <laughs> if you're making like right. roasted carrots from frozen or something like that. Right. Right. So we'll do um, like a fajita mix where we take peppers and onions and cilantro and we'll put it all in the bag together um, with some garlic um, and we'll freeze those. That's a good idea. um, For the Mm. year. Yeah. I really like your tomato container idea because just (laughs) in my freezer or in my fridge at the moment, sorry, I have a little bit of tomato paste that I use for pizza over the weekend that I haven't used yet. I have half a tomato that I used for sandwiches that is just sitting there cut up that I need to figure out how I'm using. And I'm like, well, how did I not think of this earlier? I just put it in a container and use it for, for pasta. That's perfect. I love it. Well, good. I'm glad that was helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is something that we all have. Like it, it'll be, if it's little bits and pieces of tomato, tomato paste, even like tomato sauce, whatever it is, I think we all can relate to having little bits and pieces in our fridge that we end up throwing out at the end of the week because we didn't get you. Right. Yeah, I think we do. And it's, um, it's one, it's the management of those little things that really, it doesn't take a lot of time. It takes a little bit of thought, but makes a huge difference in our, um, in our budget. And honestly, also with our peace of mind, I don't know about you, but when I have to throw something out, I am cranky. I am Mm -hmm. not happy about having to throw good food out because I, because I was negligent, you know? So, um, you know, managing that, that refrigerator and the, the little bits is really important. I absolutely hate throwing food out. It's my pet peeve. It was my one, I guess, New Year's resolution for 2020 was to stop wasting so much food. And Mm -hmm. I've been, yeah, just finding little ways to, and it, it really is that like the planning and knowing what you have on hand as well, because the thing that's kicked it all off was I cleaned out my pantry and mm, found yeah. all these expired food that was in the back of the cupboard that I go, Oh, if I knew it was there and about to go off, I would have used it. So now my rule is I have to go through the pantry once every couple of months and bring anything that's close to use by date to the front. And that's going to go on the meal plan and we've got to use it up. I don't want to throw out any food. Right. You have to do that because our, our pantries, honestly, we, we were very privileged and our pantries are really full. And, um, you know, sometimes we buy things and, and for a recipe or because we went to try and maybe it, maybe we thought it was going to be fantastic and it wasn't. And so like right now I have some quinoa in my pantry that one of my older children bought. Well, I need to use that even though it's not a favorite of ours. It's good food. It's healthy food. There's no reason to not use it. And so I need to try to figure out some other recipes that I can use it in that we will enjoy and then probably not buy it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With you. quinoa's not my favorite either. <laughs> but I have a bag so, that I need to use too. So. Yeah. But that management, you know, is, is the same thing with the freezer and the refrigerator. You know, the um, going through, it doesn't do any good to put the stuff in the freezer and then not use it. We have to go through. We just did this last week. We took everything out of our freezers and put it in ice chest, ice chest and reorganized it. And, um, it was great, but I was surprised at some of the things that I found in there. Some of it was really good. I was happy to find. And then some of it, I was like, huh, 
I didn't know this was in here. We need to, we need to use this. That's a good idea too, to like clear out, especially at the moment uh, where we're all trying to have a bit more food on hand to go to the grocery store less, going through that freezer and giving it a good clean out is a good place to start because I don't even like, I, I've been sad because we only have a small freezer. Um, sad that I can't fit more in it. I've been thinking I need to get a chest freezer soon, but, um, I went through it and I was amazed at even just our tiny freezer, what I had in it. I was like, Oh, I need to use right. all these yeah, chicken breasts that I bought months ago that I hadn't used yet. It's like time to get onto that. <laughs> Right. And you have to bring out of, you know, if if it's out of sight, it's out of mind because that's just how we are as people. You know, if we don't see it, it doesn't really exist. And so we have to continually bring those things forward. And when you do it regularly, it doesn't take long. I mean, if you only clean out your pantry and freezer once a year, it'll take some time. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of go through it every other month or every couple of months, um, you know, it's not as daunting. It doesn't take as long. And I think you become better shoppers, you know, because you, 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 you begin to think, do I really want to see this in my pantry six months from now? Well, I really (laughs) use this when you're at the grocery store and that new item looks so fun. And so I think it makes you pause and think when you realize what you truly already have in your pantry. I agree with that. It's, it is when you're starting to see what you do and don't use, you can stop buying the things that really don't get used, <laughs> that you, you seem to think you have to buy. I, I've had a few people on who've said before that you should shop for the person you are, not the person you want to be. <laughs> oh, that's good. And quinoa is definitely one of those things for me. I'm like, just stop buying it. I never want to eat it. <laughs> Right. That, that is a good saying. I like that. So, you know, we do a lot of food preserving and, but my family does not like pickles. There's only a couple of us that like pickles. And so people will always say, well, how many pickles do you make? And I'm like one batch. Yeah. I would love to make more, but nobody will eat them but me. And I can't eat more than one batch of pickles a year. And so it's the same thing, whether you're purchasing the food or you're preserving it yourself. You really want to put priority on the things that you already know that your family likes. And it's fine to try new things, but it's not fine to buy, you know, a 50 pound bag of brown basmati rice. If you know that your family doesn't like rice, because you're not going to convert them. Yeah, so true. Absolutely. (laughs) So is there any recipes that you would recommend for someone to try if they're going to delve into making the most out of their vegetables like do you have any on the blog that use some weird and wonderful off cuts (laughs) (laughs) so um there is um, a recipe for sauteing broccoli and cauliflower leaves Mm -hmm. on the blog and then there's also a recipe for making a pesto and for the freezer and in the recipe i use basil but it truly you can use any kind of green in there that you want. So you could use, you could substitute it with carrot tops or radishes um, and make a pesto. I don't know if y'all like pesto. We love pestos. (laughs) Yeah, I really like pesto, definitely. Yeah, but you know, you can control, and I don't usually use pine, well, I don't ever use pine nuts because they're very expensive, but we grow pecans, so I put pecans in our pesto. Oh, wow. Um, 
said, so really you can use any net that you want. If you choose to use sunflower seeds, you need to be careful when you blend it because um, it can turn into like a paste almost. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you can really use any any seed that, or net that is, um, you know, local to you would be good to use um, and probably cheaper. I love how clever you can be with pestery because that's something that I haven't experimented with enough, but I do see people, yeah, regularly using a different, you know, different types of herbs or whatever it is or a different nut. Like, that's so clever. Like, of course, the same method works, but I've just, yeah, kept with the traditional. (laughs) Right. Well, so um, one of the things that's fairly new into our grocery stores here and um, is herbal pastes. And it's really just herbs that are blended with oil and sold for very, a lot of money in these tubes. Hmm. And um, you can make that at home. You can blend, you know, just use some olive oil and, um, you know, make a rosemary paste or a, uh, and that's all the pesto is. It's just a paste. Yeah. So you could use rosemary or oregano or thyme or um, sage might not be so great, but, um, or you could do a blend and do like an Italian blend of all of those. Um you could do use um, cilantro in one, and then you could just freeze them. You, they wouldn't be stable in the refrigerator for more than a week, but you could put them in small Ziploc baggies or, um, or small mason jars and freeze them. That's a really clever idea and a great way to get more out of your fresh herbs as well. Yes, because those are very expensive too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, this has really got my thinking cap on about, um, oh, one, one more thing I'll ask you before you go actually is, so the cauliflower, we can use the leaves. What about the, the stem for the cauliflower? Can you use that? You can, there's not much, you can, but there's not much of a stem on the cauliflower, um, head. So okay. it's not like the broccoli, which has this really long head and then the, or the really long stem. And then there's those florets. Yeah. The cauliflower curd it grows really close to the ground. So it's That's a little a bit point. different. That's a good point. You're right. There's not as much to work with there, but it is all leaves. There's so many leaves. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And they're taste. They are tasty. So I know sometimes when you buy um, cauliflower, especially at a farmer's market, or if you get it in a in a box from your a CSA box, then um, they usually have the leaves on there. And so those are great to begin experimenting with. So you could pull them off, you could wash them, chop some up, and maybe put them in with another green that your family already likes, uh, maybe some Swiss chard or kale, and then or uh, dehydrate them and start to make your own green powder um, to use for different things because that green powder is also very expensive. Oh, store. it is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oof. They can charge crazy yeah. amounts for these. <laughs> they do. And you can just make it with any edible green. And you don't even have to have a dehydrator. You could put them on low on your oven and let them on a rack, like a, maybe a pizza pan if you don't have a rack that has holes in it, and leave your oven ajar and, and let the... Um, let the heat and the oven dehydrate them for you. You could hang them upside down um, and let them dehydrate for a few days, maybe in a back room or something. Um, 
there are lots of ways to use those that will really make a difference in in your grocery budget. Oh, so many good ideas. Now, Angie, can you let my listeners know where they can find you? Sure. I blog at schneiderpeeps.com and I am on all social medias at schneiderpeeps. And um, I do have a new book coming out called The Ultimate Guide to Preserving Vegetables. That's very exciting. And it is very exciting. And um, it covers canning, dehydrating, fermenting, and freezing vegetables. And um, that will be available. It's available for pre-order right now, but it will come out officially June 9th. And um, I have some preserving worksheets um, that will help people um, keep their freezer inventory and all of that together for them that are for free on my blog. Oh, that's awesome. We'll have to link that in the show notes too. get people started. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Angie. I had so much fun listening to all the ways that we can make the most of the vegetables that we have. I definitely need to go and play around with using that creamy center of the broccoli. And as I said, I'm first things first, I'm actually just going to go and rip the leaves off my cauliflower now. Awesome. (laughs) Have a go at it. I'm going to have a go. (laughs) That sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. such a fun time chatting with Angie about how to transform the parts of vegetables we normally throw away into delicious meals. I think these tips are going to prove very invaluable right now, especially as we're all trying to tighten our food budgets and hit the grocery stores less and less. For all the links that we discussed in today's episode, head to the show notes at cookitrealgood.com slash 43. And if you get a chance, I'd love you to rate and review us on Apple at really only takes two seconds, but I love reading all of your reviews. Thank you. Keep them coming in. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.